Hello and welcome back to Lessons in Product Management. I'm your host, John Fontenot, and I'm really excited to bring this, this topic of conversation to you today around 30, 60, and 90-day onboarding plans as a new PM. And I really think this is applicable whether you're a brand new PM in your first PM role or if you're starting as a new PM at a new company, right, or a, an experienced PM but at a new company. I think the same rules apply. Um, I've gotten this the same advice that I'm going to give from others. And depending on what level of seniority you're at, um, we'll, we'll determine the level at which you have these conversations. But topically, these conversations will be the same. Uh, I get asked this question a lot from, from new PMs that I coach who are just getting started and want some guidance, want a sounding board to ask questions as they come up on, on things in real life. Um, they've now moved past the theory of learning and now are actually trying to apply that in the real world, which is awesome. And I'm excited to be part of their journey. And, and I get messages a lot asking me about this too. And I've had great mentors over the years that have given me great advice and I've kind of tweaked it and shaped it and used it in my own transitions uh, for, for PM jobs. And I found this to be really effective advice can always do better at it, but um, topically, this is this is what I would recommend and what other very experienced PMs and PM leaders have recommended to me. So I wanted to share it more broadly through the podcast. So 30, 60, 90 day plans, right? I believe that this starts at kind of day negative, whatever. So if you have a pretty good sense that you're going to join this company, there, let, let's say you have a two week uh, offboarding period at your previous company, right? You're turning your two weeks notice and you know you have a couple weeks before starting at the new company. I think it starts then learning all you can from external resources, whether it's marketing material, whether it's uh, looking at the website, if they're a public company, pulling their public filings, trying to get as familiar with the business as possible and who their customer is. So you have as much context as you can coming in, right? You're not going to have all of it because obviously there's going to be a lot more context within a company than what you can find outside of it, but you can glean a lot from what's externally facing. So that's where I'd start. When you, when you start the, at the new job, there's going to be obviously there an, an onboarding process that the company has. Some are really good at onboarding. Some are really, really bad, but that's okay. Um, every company is at different stages and a bad onboarding experience doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad company. Um, they may just have processes that they haven't buttoned up yet. So don't despair if you don't feel like you've gotten the best onboarding experience. There's still a lot of things you can do proactively to make your experience great. So in those first 30 days, um, I really want to focus on the business, right? I'm, I'm pretty strong on the fact that the product manager's job is to find the magic middle between what the business is trying to achieve and what customer problems or opportunities you can solve to achieve those business outcomes. So in the spirit of that principled philosophy of product management, you start with the business. And so that's what I would do for the first 30 days. Uh, spend a lot of time with your boss asking a bunch of questions, right? Some companies do a good job of drafting up a, a charter of what your focus is where your scope starts and ends, and who your counterparts are that you'll probably be interfacing with throughout the product organization. If you're a PM of one at a company, well, that's a little different, and you have probably a lot more scope than um, what, what PMs do at bigger organizations that are more well-resourced. So 
With that said, I would try to get to know your counterparts if you have any in the product management organization. Um, get to know the lay of the land of your, your product organization, your boss, your peers, and then start to branch out. Who are your counterparts or partners in marketing, in sales, in customer success, in support, um, in legal, right? Who, who are these folks that you need to know that you, you probably will be interfacing with? And get to know their challenges, get to know their goals, right? Part of talking to your boss um, and senior leadership within the product orgs, understanding the, the product orgs goals and how that ladders up to the broader business objectives if it's a bigger organization, right? Smaller companies that might be one and the same, the product goals might be the same as the business goals. But if not, if it's a larger organization, they might be separate, right? The where the business objectives are at a higher level, maybe um, a little more abstract, and each department has a responsibility for adding to the top line goals, whether it's revenue or reducing churn or increasing conversion or you know increasing profit margins, whatever that top line business objective is, each department is going to be trying to do things that help add value or add to that objective, right? So find out what that is. What is, what is marketing's goals and what are their biggest challenges to those goals? What, what is uh, sales and customer success? What are their goals and what are their biggest challenges to those? And start to really get a good, a good understanding of today's reality with your company. And then as you learn more about your role and as you get started, you'll, you'll be able to understand how you can best help uh, your cross-functional partners and how they can best help you and how you can truly treat that relationship as a partnership versus something that, that's more friction-filled, which unfortunately I think a lot of a lot of product managers face. So let's start there, get to know the organization, get to know where you're headed, uh, and start with where you're at today. So that's what I would do in the first 30 days. Have a ton of meetings. 30 days may seem like a lot for those meetings. It flies by fast, <laughs> um, especially if you're in a bigger organization and you have a lot of people to talk to. All right, so in the next 30 days, your 60 days, that's where I'd start spending time with customers. You're grounded in your business and where you're trying to go, what your objectives are and what the challenges are across the organization. Now you wanna start understanding what challenges your customers have, right? Uh, you could even get into market research here too at a more macro level or partner with someone in product marketing and your, your marketing research organization um, that might have some of this data already and some insights but don't hesitate to do your own market research too. Um, so yeah, uh, I would really dive into the world of the markets that you serve or markets that you could serve and the lives of your actual customers. Get to understand their pain points, start documenting opportunities, and just, um, you probably still won't know yet what's important and what's not. So treat everything as important until you know enough to figure out what's not. That's, uh, that's something that's always worked well for me in my, in my career. Soak everything up as a sponge. Never assume something is not important because you don't have the tenure or context to make that decision yet. So after, after 30 days of customer interviews and market research, and if you have tools like Full Story or Pendo or any kind of analytics tool to get a quantitative view and a qualitative view of how people use your products, um, Take all those things as inputs. And then your final 30 days in that 90-day stretch, I would start synthesizing all the input you've gotten from within your business, 
and within your customer base and within the market research that you've either gotten from the marketing organization or that you've done on your own or both. And then start synthesizing that into, okay, we know what the business objective is. There, there may be, there might even be an OKR or an objective for my product lane that I'm in or my product that I manage and start, start mapping out what are those opportunities with the customers that we can start pursuing to get to the objective that we have or that ladders up to the broader business objective or product organization's objective, which ladders up to the business objective. So in, in that sense, you can start crafting your own product strategy, right? The product organization as a whole, if it's bigger, should have a top line product strategy. But I'm a firm believer that each product team within a broader product organization should also have a product strategy and a way to cohesively solve problems in a way that incrementally adds value to a key objective that you're trying to obtain, right? And so first 30 and 60 days is setting the context and gathering information you need to start making decisions. And in those last 30 days, you can start putting pen to paper and working with your UX designer who probably should be alongside of you in a lot of those conversations internally and externally. Um, if you have a dedicated tech lead, um, they should be involved in some of those. So they have context too. either way the the team, you, your, your UX designer, your tech lead, or your developers, if there's no dedicated tech lead, need some way to share that context. So that way, when you get to opportunity mapping, like Teresa Torres teaches, and you start looking across the opportunity space and start trying to make decisions on, on what you tackle and what you prioritize to meet your objectives, everyone has the context to weigh in, right? You're not just saying, hey, we decided this, is it technically feasible? Okay, designer, go design something and developers go build it. Like that's bad product management. That's bad product team interaction. Um, but collectively come to a decision on where in the opportunity space you prioritize as you look through each of your own lenses, right? You each bring your own expertise and specialties into the discussion and you need those to properly prioritize. Okay. So in those last 30 days of the 90-day onboarding stretch, at the end of that, you should have a good product strategy, which if you haven't taken my free product strategy course on Path to Product, go to pathtoproduct.io, and it's, it's completely free. It's product strategy develop, development. I give you a good framework, but I'm going to walk through it here. So you start with the business objective, and you start with what is the biggest challenge in our way to that, and that's what you identify from your customers, Right. There could be organizational challenges too, where you need to do some work for um, internally, for internal products or tooling. That's a different discussion. I'm gonna focus just on customers at this point. What customer pain points or challenges are the biggest thing in your way to getting to your objective? Okay. And then creating a guiding policy of saying, here's how, how we're gonna focus our efforts around overcoming that big challenge, right? And then now we need some coherent actions Coherent, meaning that they align with that guiding policy that helps constrain your focus. And that becomes your roadmap. Those coherent actions become epics that you put on your roadmap to where incrementally as you, every story that you ship, every epic that you finish is incrementally adding value to your customers. And the end result or the outcome of shipping those things to customers is that there's a behavioral change that moves the needle to your business objective. Right. And that's how everything remains coherent. 
And to me, if there's not coherence and there's not focus, there's not a product strategy, you're just throwing random stuff up on a roadmap to go do. All right. So that's my advice. 30, 60, 90 days, start with the business, then the customer, then move to synthesis and product strategy, and you're off to the races. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, I will see you next time on lessons in product management. But before you go, leave us a rating and review. If you like what you hear, share it with a friend. We'd be more than grateful. See you next time.